You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hello, I am excited to bring another guest onto the B-School podcast. Today we have Alicia, the host of Living Over Existing. Alicia, welcome to the show. Hi, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And we I always chat with guests before they come on just to make sure we're on the same page for interviews. And I was telling Alicia that Living Over Existing, the name of her company, is so descriptive that I didn't want to do too much of an intro. So Alicia, I would just love for you to tell us more about where the name Living Over Existing came from and what that means to you. Yeah, so it's kind of wild because Living Over Existing has come like full circle over the past, I would say, six or seven years. So when I launched my very first business, I actually made and sold jewelry online. And it was like my first like big leap of faith. I had quit my full-time job and I kind of made like this declaration to myself that I was going to live like my life to the fullest and no longer be held back by fear. So I made these t-shirts and it said living over existing on the front and like I sold them. And I had no idea that I would kind of revisit that phrase or that name again years later when I got the idea to actually write a book on how like fear and self-doubt and comparison holds women back. So I decided to kind of use that mantra or just that phrase that really helped me um, when I first took my leap of faith and wanted to use that to write a book, but also build a company that helped women to really pursue whatever their you know God-given talents or purpose may be without fear, without comparison, without you know self-doubt and all of that. So it's really been like a full circle kind of moment with the name Living Over Existing. That is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I'm curious... This is something that I find a lot and I'm often kind of grappling with is like, am I just existing? Am I just going through the the motions? So what for you is, what does it look like to just be existing rather than truly living? Yeah, for me, it looked like really wanting to pursue something that I felt was completely out of my comfort zone. So for me, it was entrepreneurship and it was like starting this new business. For you, it could be leaving that relationship or, you know, changing that career. But for me, existing looked like, you know, me dreaming and wanting to do this big thing, but allowing fear to stop me from fully putting myself into it or allowing fear to stop me from taking that first step. So when you're pursuing your dreams, when you're out here doing that big thing that completely just terrifies you, that's you living. That's you saying, okay, you know, this business is worth me taking the risk. This idea is worth me taking the risk. But existing is when you kind of like self-sabotage. You make up excuses as to why you can't pursue it yet. You tell yourself that it's too scary, that you're unqualified, that it's too big for you to be able to handle. That's what existing looks like. It, It looks like having these big dreams and goals, but never actually taking the necessary steps to make it happen. 
Mm, That makes a lot of sense. And so because this is your life's work, this is what you do is empower people to live over exist. Mm -hmm. What are kind of some of the the steps that people could start to take just to notice the ways that they're existing. So how could they start to notice where fear or excuses is popping up? Because I find that sometimes we don't even realize that we're making excuses. We just think that it's the Mm -hmm. truth and that's all there is. Yeah, I would definitely say first, think about like all of the goals that you've set in the past, you know, all of those big vision boards since we're, you know, coming up on 2020, like all of those vision boards that you've created in the past, all of those goals that you've set, go back through those things and look at actually what you've accomplished. And for the things that you haven't accomplished or for like the goals that, you know, you keep saying, I'm going to do this year and it never happens. And you say, well, I'll do it next year. And then it never happens. Look back at that and just get real with yourself and say, okay, what's the real reason why I haven't, I don't know, started this business? I can't keep using the excuse that I don't have money because I'm still shopping and I'm still paying for Netflix and I'm still going out to eat. So you have money, you just aren't putting it towards that thing. You can't, you know, use the excuse of I'm waiting for like the perfect time because nothing's ever going to be perfect. Like there is no such thing, I feel like, as perfection. So you waiting for the perfect moment, you know, deep down, that's never going to happen. You're, you're just kind of using that as a way to procrastinate. So you really have to get real with yourself and say, okay, what is the reason why I have had this big goal, have had this big year, a big idea, but year after year, I have failed to actually make it happen. And nine times out of 10, it's because you've just been afraid or you've been telling yourself that you can't accomplish, you know, that idea or that big dream of yours. So you really have to just, you know, assess what you have accomplished get clear on what things that you've been hesitant to pursue and then really just get real with yourself and say, okay, why haven't I done this thing? Like I keep making these excuses, but deep down, like, am I really just afraid that I'm going to fail? Am I just afraid that, you know, people want, won't want it or people won't understand or no one will support me. So you really have to get clear on like what's really holding you back. And then create some steps to be able to start taking those first steps. So if you're afraid of, you know, this thing failing and that's the reason why you haven't launched it, then you have to really get into your mind and work into your mind that yes, failure is possible, but would you rather spend the rest of your life saying, you know, I I wish I would have known what would have happened if I would have pursued this thing? Or do you want to just take the leap and there be a 50% chance, you know, that, it actually could work out in your favor. So it's really kind of just like retraining your brain to think the opposite of what's the worst that could happen. This is something you're like totally speaking to my (laughs) Enneagram 3 heart because Enneagram 3s are so much about success. Mm -hmm. And my deepest fear is that I'm going to fail. And when I did start to kind of, as you would say, like start to live over exist, it was Mm -hmm. really realizing that like, the worst case scenario for me wasn't failing, but it was just staying safe my whole life and doing Mm -hmm. the things that felt like, oh, well, maybe that it's not truly what I want to do, but at least I I wouldn't fail or fall flat on my face doing it. And Mm -hmm. so there's something really beautiful about having those real conversations with yourself. And I love how you, you said like, no, you just got to have real talk. Like, why are we actually not doing these things? Because 
a lot of times there is so much possibility, but we just like to lie to ourselves. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about that transition. So say people have done the steps. They realize like, you know what? I am existing. I am making all of these excuses. The same things keep showing up every year for me. How can they start to make that transition into living? What does that look like to engage with fear and to push past it to start to follow your dreams? Yeah. Um, so after you have gotten clear on like where your fear is rooted in, the next step would be to kind of map out like what your next steps are going to be. So if your you know big dream is to finally you know transition out of that career into something else, then you'll want you know maybe your next step to be revamping your resume. That's a simple one step that you can take where it's kind of scary, but it's not like completely mind blowing or impossible to do. Once you've gotten that one step, you would take, you know, what's the next step that I need to take? Maybe I need to, you know, start sending out my resume to, you know, my dream companies. And then while you're in that process, telling yourself, I deserve this. I deserve, you know, to work for this company. If they don't want me, then, you know, that's their issue, but that doesn't have anything to do with my worth and, you know, my qualifications. So it's really once you've gotten, you know, clear on what's holding you back, it's taking those small steps and kind of breaking down your goal and saying, okay, this week I'm going to complete that resume or I'm going to revamp that resume. Next week, I'm going to send out my resume to two of my dream companies. And you take small steps you know, from there. I think for a lot of people, when it comes to dreaming big and going after things that they desire, a lot of that fear happens when they look at that big dream or like at that big end goal instead of seeing it as smaller, tiny pieces. Once you break down that goal into smaller, more actionable, more attainable pieces, it makes the fear, you know, it's like, oh, okay, it's it's not as scary as I thought. Or, you know, I took these three small steps and I'm even closer to my goal than I was, you know, a year ago. And it wasn't so bad after all. So I think it's taking those small steps. Small steps definitely add up and they definitely matter. And stop trying to tackle that big goal head on, you know, by just looking at the end goal, like break that down and make it easier for you. Yeah, that I I like to talk a lot about taking best next steps. And mm-hmm. you got to keep taking those like tiny baby steps. And then you'll look back after a few of those steps and be like, man, I came a long way. Mm-hmm. So I love that idea of breaking it down. Yeah. Before we close out, because I think this has been so helpful in just helping people start to realize some of their patterns and the places in their life where they might be choosing to just exist. And then also to start to realize what it will take for them to live and what they need to push back or push past. Mm -hmm. I want to do this lightning round at the end, and I'm really curious to hear what you're going to say. So I ask every Mm -hmm. guest the same three questions. And the first question is, what's something that you've learned recently that you're excited about? Yeah, I have learned that I am a lot stronger, both mentally and physically, than I thought I was. I gave birth seven months ago, and if that doesn't make you feel strong, then I don't know what does. (laughs) And I also have been able to push past, again, a lot of my own fears and doubts that I've had over, you know, 
being a good mom and running a good business. And it just, this year has shown me that I'm a lot stronger physically and mentally than I thought. So that's been great. Mm, I love that. You specifically are so strong and also women in general are so strong and we don't give ourselves that credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want us to hype ourselves up more often in the new year. Yes. Let's make that a 2020 mood. Yeah. Yeah. Us hyping ourselves up, but also hyping other women up. Exactly. Exactly. What's something that you have unlearned or something that you're in the process of unlearning? Yeah. So I, all of 2019 has been a year of unlearning entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy since I help entrepreneurs, but it's been kind of ingrained in me the past six or seven years, how, you know, you're supposed to build this big company and, you know, how you're supposed to market this business. And I learned, you know, after experiencing burnout that there isn't just one way to build your business. There isn't just, you know, one way to serve your community. And if you don't want to do those things that, you know, the big marketing gurus are telling you you should be doing, that's okay. Like you can build your company the way you want to. And that's one of the big things I've had to like unlearn and I'm still unlearning and, you know, having to like rebuild and decide how I want to run my business and not based on how someone else says I should. Mm. Alicia, all of this, I'm just sitting here like, yes, yes, yes. And we could record a whole other episode about unlearning entrepreneurship because I know there were so many things that I picked up, whether from on the internet or on Instagram that Mm -hmm. I thought I had to do. And it's like, wait, no, you don't. You can still build an incredible business and not do any of those things. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, thank you. And then what's a way that you've grown that you're proud of? And this is your chance to hype yourself up here on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I will say I'm a lot less sensitive than I was, you know, before. Like, I feel like entrepreneurship can really punch you in the gut sometimes. And I, you know, had a real hard time of really caring about what people think and caring about what people say about me or say about my brand. And I've really come to learn that you can't please everyone in life and in business. And when I tell you life has gotten 10 times better just from switching my brain over to that. So I am just super proud at myself for just being able to just let things just roll off and not really be phased by it and not spend, you know, weeks crying about it or being in my feelings about it because I can't please everyone and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't have to be for everyone. And the fact that you're not pleasing everyone means that you're probably pleasing the people that you can best serve really, really well because you're not trying to be everything to everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. That has been a mood all year. (laughs) Mm, So good. Well, thank you for being on the show. And this is just like, a snippet of all the goodness that Alicia has to offer. So Alicia, can you let people know where they can continue to hang out with you on the internet? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at the Alicia Nicole. I'm pretty much all social media at the Alicia Nicole. Um, And I would also love for you to follow my company living over existing. So we're living over existing.com living over existing on Instagram and then live over exist on Twitter because Twitter wanted to be a hater and not let me put the whole name. 
Twitter is always a hater. I, I have that issue too with it's, my own name. It's so annoying. But she drops really good gems on Twitter. So even though Twitter is hating on the name, right. the truth and the gems there are worth the follow. <laughs> thank you. Alicia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.